0: gerrymandering has intensified throughout history when competition between the two parties increased. So, as you can imagine, with the extreme partisanship we have today, we do in fact have some extreme gerrymandering going on as well.
1: Welcome to the United She Stands podcast, the show that brings kindness and women into politics. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sarah
0: and we're two Midwestern women from Ohio who have a passion for kindness, lifting others up, and
1: making a difference. Our experience in corporate America has taught us both to build and navigate all kinds of relationships and lead groups of people. When it comes to politics, however, there is nothing official about us. We're just two gals who want to be better educated on the U.S. government and learn how we, as women, can make an impact together. Each episode, we will bring our listeners along on our own educational journey,
0: and we'll also share real-life experiences from women involved and impacted by politics, and we'll try to make it as fun as possible. We're so glad you're here for the ride.
1: All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the United She Stands podcast. This week, we are going to talk about a topic Sarah has really been waiting for. You guessed it. Gerrymandering.
0: (laughs) Gerrymandering! Gerrymandering!
1: Sarah, like, is this your favorite word, like, as far as political lingo goes that we've come across so far?
0: Oh, hands down. Even besides the point of it, reminding me of the Grinch. Just like how I mean, I think we'll get to how oh, you're word, gonna get to yeah you're the word,
1: word came how. to be, but it's just an interesting word in general. So yes, this is my favorite one so far. Awesome. Okay, so anyway, we have mentioned and briefly talked about gerrymandering. If you haven't picked up on that. In several of our episodes before this, so if you want to understand where Sarah's weird Grinch reference comes from, you can go back and check out episode, I believe it's 19, our broken two-party system, which I think is the first time we touch on gerrymandering. We also reference it in our democracy reform episode, as well as our ranked choice voting episode with Kyle Herman. So it's it's spread out through a couple episodes. But the point is, we've talked about it several times, so it was really time to do a deeper dive here. Today we're going to talk about what gerrymandering is a little bit about the history so we understand how we got here. And lastly, we'll end with what we can do to fix gerrymandering. But before we do any of that, what are we drinking?
0: B-b-b-beer. No sting. That should be the sting. That was good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> like out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm drinking Victim of Conformity. This has been a reoccurring beer on the podcast. It's from Phoenix. Uh, roses by the stairs. Oh, yeah. So princess, let me know she cares. And it's a hazy IPA.
1: And I got peaches and cream. It's a nitro fruit tart from Urban Artifact.
0: That's just like a nitro fruit tart. It's just an interesting category. Yeah. It's like non-bubbly, but oh really? Sour.
1: Okay. Anyway. All right. So now we talk about we're drinking. What about what did we know about gerrymandering?
0: I knew. I think I I know like the the classic just definition of gerrymandering i understand it's like really kind of just messing with the redistricting of districts i guess and making them so um one party has a uh, the upper hand
1: yeah like i I knew what gerrymandering was but then after like during this episode and you know everyone will get to hear but we actually get to learn about like where it came from and then also what we can do about it because i feel like we've talked a lot about it but not like okay cool how do we fix right gerrymandering?
0: Like, cool this really sucks but yeah like, what do we do, about, do it? about it yeah so we actually talked about that today so cool. cool all right so we kind of just talked about it but we'll first just cover what is a gerrymandering and we really can't answer this question without stepping back and talking about congressional redistricting and if you listened to episode 25 on elections then this should sound familiar So bear with us as we give a little recap on congressional redistricting and what gerrymandering is before we get on with the rest of it. So what is congressional redistricting? It's the way we change the districts that determine who represents us. Every member of the U.S. House of Representatives, most of our state legislators, and many of our local legislators in towns and counties are elected from districts. So think of districts as lines on a map that split our states into groups. AKA a district. Also, think how counties split our states into groups. Congressional redistricting occurs every 10 years after the census. Redistricting's purpose is to ensure that each state has the appropriate number of representatives based on population, as well as to ensure that each congressman or woman represents the right amount of constituents. So, this is a really important component of elections.
1: It determines which district you live in and ultimately which representative you vote for. And this process of redistricting is where gerrymandering comes into play. Gerrymandering is a form of drawing districts to influence the outcomes of future elections based on demographic information and past election results, which enable people to predict the partisan support in a given area. Gerrymandering is bad. It's one of the larger issues facing our democracy today, in many people's opinion. In the 2022 elections, less than 10% of the House seats were considered competitive, It's less than 10%. So basically, that means 90% or more than 90% of our U.S. House of Representative elections, depending on which district you're in, it's almost a guarantee that it's going to go to a certain party. Gerrymandering is part of what has led us to the situation.
0: So let's take a look at what gerrymandering enables politicians and our political parties to do in a bit more detail. Gerrymandering enables parties and politicians to group together people with similar interests and identities. This is called vote packing. So an example here, maybe a specific suburb commonly votes for Democratic candidates. If these Democrats are in charge of redistricting, they could draw a district where that suburb makes up most of it to ensure that they can easily win that district. Gerrymandering can work in the opposite way as well. It can also enable parties to dilute the interests of certain groups. And this is called vote cracking or vote dilution. So let's look at the same example again. So again, looking at that large suburb that commonly votes for Democratic candidates. If Republicans are in charge of redistricting... They could draw a line through the middle of the suburb to ensure that typically Democratic voters are split between two districts where there is a heavy Republican base. Ultimately, this dilutes their votes and enables Republicans to more
1: easily win both districts. All right, so that's kind of recapping, like we said, something from a previous episode we talked about, but just to set the groundwork for today. So let's talk about how we got here. It all started all the way back in March of 1812. Insert Sarah's time machine noises here, please.
0: <laughs> That's a new one.
1: Wow, that is a new one.
0: I also, wasn't expecting it. <laughs> also, I was literally, I saw 1812, I was like, oh, I'm going to do my time machine noise.
1: And then I saw, I, I, ah, I yeah. was like, I love it. I, I was cuing I was you up. <laughs> All right, so in March of 1812, the Boston Gazette ran a political cartoon depicting a new species of monster, the Gary Mander. The fork-tongued creature was shaped like a contorted Massachusetts voting district that the state's Jeffersonian Republicans had drawn to benefit their own party. Governor Elbridge Gary, who eventually later becomes the Vice President of the United States, signed off on his party's redistricting plan. This led to our first contorted district, and Governor Elbridge Gary ended up cementing his place in the United States lexicon of underhanded political tricks. Federalist Papers in Massachusetts reprinted the cartoon of Gary and Salamander, which helped the new word take off. While the pronunciation has changed over time, Gary's name is pronounced like I'm saying it, Gary, but I think we all know we now say it like Jerry, the meaning has mostly remained the same. Gerrymandering is when politicians redraw voting districts to benefit their own political party.
0: Fun fact, Ashley said, or Ashley's husband said, Gary Mandarin earlier, and I thought he was just like messing around. And Ashley's like, "No, no, it actually like is originally called that." No, he was messing around. I don't think he knew that.
1: Oh, well, I don't know if he knew that actually. Oh, but like I didn't tell him about it, so I don't know.
0: Oh, okay. Well, anyways, that's it's a it's a true thing. It's a it's a real thing. Yep. And while this might have been where the name was coined, the practice of manipulating voting districts to secure political power definitely predates the United States. In 18th century England, people created rotten boroughs, which had only a few eligible voters. This made it easy for politicians to buy the residents' votes and gain seats in parliament. And to probably no one's surprise, gerrymandering began almost immediately once the United States was formed. There's evidence that Virginia, North Carolina, and South Carolina drew districts to benefit some candidates over others in the late 18th and early 19th centuries. Still, these gerrymandered districts were relatively normal-looking compared to what came in 1812 when the name gerrymandering was coined. The 1812 event Ashley said started it all was much more bold about contorting districts into crazy shapes to benefit a certain party. To drive this point home, even though the Jeffersonian Republicans received roughly 49% of the vote, they won 29 of the 40 seats in the state Senate, which is 72% of the seats gerrymandering yikes gerrymandering gerrymandering yikes
1: (laughs) all right and the practice of gerrymandering has really continued throughout our country's history up to the present day it's increased or decreased depending on the intensity of the two-party competition at the time there were fewer obvious instances of gerrymandering during the so-called era of good feelings from 1815 to 1825 Yet gerrymandering increased in the 1830s after politicians established the rival Democratic and Whig parties. And we definitely covered so much of this in our political parties episode, so if you want more details on the history here, go back and give those a listen. All right, but back to gerrymandering. When Black men won the right to vote after the Civil War, gerrymandering really intensified. This was when states started to draw more oddly shaped districts. The goal of these was usually to concentrate as many Black voters as possible into one district so that the rest of the districts would have a white majority. One extreme example of this was in 1882. South Carolina created what they called a boa constrictor district that concentrated black Americans, which made up the majority of the state's population into one winding district so that every other district had a white majority. Damn. Yeah, shitty. Very shitty.
0: Eventually, gerrymandering in the South fell off in the early 20th century due to the success of suppressing Black voters through poll taxes, the threat of lynching, and other insidious tactics. Because the other people who could vote in Southern states were white and usually Democrats, they didn't feel they needed to manipulate districts to maintain the majority. This was so bad that after the 1900 census, some states didn't change their districts at all until the 1960s. As more people moved to cities, especially black Americans and immigrants, these states maintained districts that gave disproportionate power to
1: white, rural, and non-immigrant Americans. Then we enter the 1960s, and this all changes because the U.S. Supreme Court made a series of court decisions known as the Redistricting Revolution. The court ruled that all state voting districts must have roughly equal populations. In addition, states must adjust their federal congressional districts after every 10-year census so that each of the 435 members in the U.S. House of Representatives represents roughly the same number of people. These court decisions, combined with the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which protected Black Americans' rights to vote, ensured voters were more evenly represented in their state legislatures and in the U.S. House of Representatives.
0: But unfortunately, within a couple of decades people were able to use technology to make it easier to strategically map districts to benefit a specific party, even under the new rules. And we see this continuing today. And like we said earlier, gerrymandering has intensified throughout history when competition between the two parties increased. So, as you can imagine, with the extreme partisanship we have today, we do in fact have some extreme gerrymandering going on as well.
1: All right, so that's gerrymandering. Gerrymandering! I've always said that twice. You have, yeah. We've said the word a lot. We have. <laughs> you've also said gerrymandering a lot. Gerrymandering! <laughs> so, I'm glad you got a few of those in there, though. <sighs> Alright, so that's the problem. But let's talk about what we can do about the problem. First and foremost, we need to do exactly what we're doing right here. We make sure everyone is aware that this is even a thing. Politicians have gotten away with this for so long, because most people don't even realize it's happening. I mean, five years ago, did you know gerrymandering was happening? No, absolutely not.
0: Maybe not even four or three. Maybe two. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Totally not. So I think that's the biggest thing is awareness. When people, you know, don't even know the problem exists, that's step one. Moving on from awareness, one of the main things that states can do is establish independent redistricting commissions, also known as IRCs. These are separate bodies from the state legislature that are responsible for drawing the districts used in congressional and state legislative elections. They combat gerrymandering by limiting the power of self interested politicians in the map making process. The exact structure of IRCs can vary, but they are generally a voter centric reform that ensures voters, not politicians, decide how political maps are drawn. In several states, it is possible for voters to call for the creation of IRCs through ballot initiatives. And we have seen this happen in states like Michigan and Colorado in recent years. In addition to putting more power in the hands of voters, IRCs also establish standards for who can serve on a commission. People who were recently or are currently elected officials, political party officials, lobbyists, or government employees are often prohibited from serving on their state's commission. IRCs are also responsible for ensuring that the maps drawn meet various criteria for fair and competitive districts and comply with the Voting Rights Act to ensure that all Americans can have equitable representation in their government. In short, IRCs are an effective tool for empowering voters to decrease gerrymandering at the state level and create fair district maps.
0: In addition to IRCs, we can advocate for federal legislation to ban gerrymandering. Federal legislation could help crack down on gerrymandering and open new judicial avenues to challenge maps that give one party an unfair advantage. Due to the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in the 2019 case, Rucho v. Common Cause, federal courts are powerless to prevent states from drawing new maps for purely partisan gain today. Federal legislation could change this and give federal courts the ability to determine when gerrymandering has gone too far. And as IT data girls, we would be remiss if we did not mention that these solutions are not possible if we cannot measure gerrymandering. There are several free online web tools that people can use to p- upload proposed redistricting maps and determine whether they are fair or gerrymandered. The tools can standardize quantitative measures of partisan fairness to see if each voter's vote counts equally. With the ability to measure partisan gerrymandering directly, map drawers would be incentivized to be transparent during the process and create fair maps. And that's it. That's gerrymandering. <laughs> that is Jerry Gary Mandering, y'all. <laughs> And
1: how we can fix it sounds so easy, right? So easy. I mean, but like piece all things in politics, people in power—I shouldn't say all things—but I feel like it's been the theme of our episodes. Definitely, but people in power don't want that to change. Really, they don't
0: so, oh, because they're in power
1: because of gerrymandering. Right. All right. So let's summarize what we learned today. Gerrymandering is extremely undemocratic, but it is a problem that has plagued our democracy really since the inception of our country. Rather than voters choosing their representatives, gerrymandering empowers politicians to choose their voters. This tends to occur especially when drawing districts is left to legislatures and one political party controls the process, which has pretty much become increasingly common. Unfortunately, gerrymandering has gotten worse in recent decades. Today, intricate computer algorithms and sophisticated data about voters allow map drawers to game redistricting on a massive scale with very, very precise detail. Lastly, while this all sounds dire, and really it is dire, honestly, the positive note here is that we have the tools to end gerrymandering. These tools exist so we can demand equitable representation for all and ensure that Americans can live under fair maps. We really need to push for progress in this area so we would allow voters, not politicians, to decide the outcome of elections.
0: I don't know. I mean, that feels like cake. (laughs) Democracy 101. Yeah, like that kind of feels
1: like what we should be living in. Right. So, that's gerrymandering. That's gerrymandering! One last time.
0: One last time. One time for the one time, but it's going to
1: come back, I promise you. I'm sure it will. It's a,
0: it's a theme. Yeah, it's a theme. You know who is also going to come back? The Grinch! No, actually, like, all of our amazing listeners that tuned in today. So, thanks for listening to us.
1: Yeah, And we'll see you next week. We hope you learned a little bit more about gerrymandering. See ya. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We appreciate you more than you know. If you appreciate us and our show, please hit the follow button and share this episode with
1: anyone you think would enjoy it. You can also give us a follow on Instagram to saying the no on all things United She Stands. The link is in the show notes. We'll see you next time. And remember, we, we can, can make, make a difference, difference in this world.
0: world. Still, these gerrymandered. <laughs> You're into Gary (laughs) today. Did I do it again? No, I don't
1: fucking
0: know.
1: You didn't do it again. Gary, it's Jerry. 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 Do I need to change all these to J's? Jerry, Gary, Jerry. Jerry. (laughs) I literally feel like I should go through this document and change all the (laughs) i really think I'm screwed for
0: the rest of the episode. (laughs) Jerry. No, it's Gary. No, it's Jerry.
1: Fucking give me a sticky note or something. I'm writing this in front of you. Work the Jerry way. like the boy, not the boy Gary.
0: <laughs> okay, so think Jerry from... <laughs> Jerry from Parks and Rec. Jerry! Everyone hates Jerry. Everyone hates gerrymandering. It's perfect. Oh, yeah! <laughs> nice. Except I really like Jerry from Parks and Rec. I think he's shit on way too much, but it's fine. Oh, okay. I've never seen this show. Nope. My name's Ashley. <laughs> They, is it a newer album? Oh, that's Midnight's great. extended um, version. Check like, it out. Like only on the extended version. Yeah, the 3am edition. 3am, I must be lonely. <laughs> Matchbox Twenty. Okay. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since I've you know that one. Nice.
1: Just, I feel like everything I say is gonna turn into something.
0: <laughs> one of those days, man. Oh my god, I'm so sorry whoever has to edit this.
1: Okay. Wow, the pronunciation... Whoop. That's a hard word. I hate that word. Okay. Wow, the... Yikes. <laughs> it's like I should be able to pronunciate it.
0: Gerrymandy... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Still, these gerrymandered districts looked... Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. Why... Do I co host a podcast? Actually, I can't talk. Five minutes of bloopers. <laughs> Literally. Honestly, that's what the people are here for. Yeah. People probably just skip to the end, honestly. Of the content. Them. I do too. Just kidding. <laughs>